Yeah, uh, perhaps you that individual crying out for help and, and saying um, perhaps the reason I abuse substance, um, the reason I abuse my partner, I, I'm crying out for help. Um, something happened to me as a young man, as a little boy, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking to be saved and uh, save me by Aretha Franklin. And we're not justifying and, and um, saying uh, that we condone abuse of any form uh, or any sort, uh, but just looking at this uh, from a psychological perspective that how do you seek healing where do you even begin when uh, you were violated sexually as a young man and uh, never talked about it and how it impacts you as an adult and right now joining me on the line is Tabang Klaka who is a clinical psychologist uh, good afternoon and welcome uh, Tabang uh, good afternoon, Chris Felder, and to all the listeners of SFM. And we're also joined by Martin uh, Manamela, who is a life coach, a friend to SFM Radio, and has experienced sexual abuse as a child. Good afternoon and welcome, Martin. Oh, scheme. Same WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all well, and the listeners as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I can start with you, uh, Martin, to just talk about when did you know um, that that actually was violating my right as as a as a boy. Oh yeah, I mean I remember I was just about twelve years of age, uh, turning thirteen, and uh, I'm sleeping with my uncle. And the next thing I hear, uh, rather I feel this hard thing behind me, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I just knew that this is strange, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't understand what was that all about, and. Um, you know, I felt very uncomfortable, but then, um, so, so, so answering your question, I knew then that this is not supposed to be done. Although I was a virgin at the same, uh, at the time, mm. I knew that uh, somehow I just knew without being told by parents or anybody else, you know, I just have, had an understanding that a man cannot be doing that to another man. Yeah. And uh, more so, he was much older than me. Mm. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was already in his 40s and I was, uh, you know, just a little boy of 12 years. And, um, yeah, you know, that happens. I just knew that, no, this shouldn't be done. But what then happens to you as a child post that? Because often, I mean, you, you'll tell us about some of the characteristics, Tabang, um, but it's often people who are trusted by family um, that it becomes difficult to even open up. You know this is wrong, but where do you even begin? Who did you tell? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Was that Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, no, continue. Sorry about that. Yeah, look, um, what happened to me at the time was that I I, I, I worked so hard to forget the experience. Mm. Uh, that's what I've been doing, like, ever since I was growing up. I just worked so hard to forget the experience. But what that did to me personally as well was that uh, I became to be very soft emotionally towards people that are being abused in many different ways, whether it's a, a parent giving the child a hot clap or whatever, you know, any formal um, corporal punishment, if I should say that, mm. and uh, emotional, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, abuse has always been a challenge to me. I remember one time I was missing my parents because it made me to look like, to, to rather to feel a lot lost and forgotten and rejected at the same time because what has happened was that my parents were in Pretoria and they had, um, you know, taken me to live in Limpopo where they were far away from me. So I knew that I could not tell them 
they will not understand what I'm talking about. And um, I could not tell my grandmother because I was going with my grandmother and my uncle actually was working in Pretoria just coming over every month. Mm. So I didn't know exactly who to trust and tell. My parents are far. My grandmother, I didn't even know where to start. I was the only boy in the family growing up with my younger siblings, my younger cousins who were girls. All of them were girls. So I, 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 it just challenged me and I never knew how to talk about it. Mm. What it did to me was that um, I began to find more happiness with friends. Where, when I was outside there, I felt more um, loved. When I was at school with my educators, I felt more loved and appreciated than when I was at home. You know, yeah. So basically for me, it was... That, well, there was also family politics mm. that my grandmother... I was not the favorite of, the, of my grandmother. Obviously, that was another thing why I could not tell her. And I could not... Because I, I, I would hear how... You know, she didn't really like my parents that much, especially my father. Sure. Because he was always drunk and stuff like that. But yet, he was the firstborn. So uh, that was a bit of a challenge for me to really talk about it because... I knew that, okay, they don't really like me that much here, and mm. my uncle is here doing this. Why did my parents do this to me? Why did they throw me here? I was light in complexion in the, in the community. They will talk about me as an albino because I was very light in complexion, mm. and my language was a bit different. So people didn't even come to me, to, 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 uh, to our home, and just to come and check me out. You know, sure. So I never really understood where I didn't fit as a young boy. And that's why I believe that I turned out to be the person that I am today, very soft towards people that are being abused, people that are struggling in terms of poverty and everything. Yeah. And that's why I do the work that I do today. Now, let's talk about uh, the, these uh, common characteristics of, of sexual offenders, um, Tabang, because many of us entrust relatives and friends with our children and not knowing what's going on behind closed doors. And sometimes it's not even closed doors. It's right before your eyes and you're just not paying attention. Yes. The, the, uh, you're asking about in terms of the person who's abusing or the, the, the person child who's abusing mo- Child sexual offenders, what are the characteristics? We hear that uh, it would be a person who's entrusted, who's um, loved. Um, what are the characteristics? Oh, so well, we should start with, I mean, it could be anyone. It could be because people, most people are abused by uh, their relatives. So people at home, it could be a, a dad, it could be a brother, it could be an uncle. Um, so it, it, it's not written, it's not this person who looks like a stranger. It's usually a person who uh, ex, ex, uh, expresses their, uh, let's say, issues on, 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 on the wrong person. So they don't look different. You can't go and point out and say this person is, a, uh, is, a, is an abuser. However, they may have uh, strange things like... Um, how perhaps they, they engage with children, how they look at children, how they talk about children, the material they consume. Sometimes they groom children. So their relationships, one has to just pay attention. It could be um, like a, a coach, somebody who's very close to the children, mm-hmm. somebody that the children are, are, are understanding or feel free with. It could be somebody like that. So it's quite difficult to look at a person and say, aha, these are the typical characteristics of somebody but we look for inappropriate behaviors uh, where children get called away maybe they are spending extra time maybe there are things that are said in secret that they can't tell other people maybe they have secret games that only the children know about so it's those things that we need to pay attention to but it's very difficult to just 
on a general basis this is a person who can assault a child so so as as a parent what sort of uh, behavioral patterns do you look for um because it's very difficult for a child to mm. say this is what's happening to me um, martin has already given us um I, I mean his experience what do you look out for uh, in a child who's violated sexually so the first thing one 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 has to do is to know their child mm. so when you know your child uh, you'll see uh, when there are changes. If you have a talkative child and all of a sudden your child is quiet, if you have a quiet child and all of a sudden your child is a bit aggressive, your child is, uh, if you say you like sending them somewhere, all of a sudden they don't like going there or they come up with excuses. They are talking about they've got cramps, they, they are moody. They, they're starting to be this different person that you don't understand. Once you see things like that, you, one has to... Uh, follow up about what's going on. Or your child doesn't like this certain person. When this person comes over, they start being uh, cold or they want to run away or just be in a different space. Uh, when you start seeing things like that, when they have fear in their eyes, so knowing your child's behavior, when you see them, there's a change and then you've got something to work with. And and Martin, let, let's talk about eventually who did you confide in? How did you find the courage to just say something? Well, uh, for, for the longest time, I have never known how to talk about it mm. um, until I was at least uh, 42 years of age. Wow. Um, yeah, I could not talk about it. Uh, I only yeah, talk about, talked about it then. But what I knew is that I was very emotional, as uh, Taban is talking, uh, you know, mm. relating right now. I will see that, uh, you know, like my cousin's father, mother will come over to visit them when they leave. I will go somewhere in a corner and just begin to cry, and I will not even understand why I'm crying. Mm. Sometimes when I'm watching movies and I see serious struggles of people, till today I still cry because I do not, I cannot understand why people should suffer. Mm. Uh, and that's why I, it's even difficult for me to do it to another person. However, one of the things also that helped me was uh, I began to be a, I, 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 I thought of a way of um, letting it out, and I started writing a book. I wrote a book called Rejection is Direction for Every Pressure that's an Awaiting Treasure. So in the Rejection is Direction book, I was actually narrating the whole story without, you know, the, the whole, my, my whole life experience, but never really got to it. Uh, but then the, the book helped in many different ways, but never really got to talk about the, you know, the experience itself mm. somewhere in my manuals. Until, uh, like I say, when I was 42, then uh, I spoke to, to, uh, to my sister about it and said, you know, I've never said this to anybody, but this is what happened to me when I was you know, still young, 12 years of age. And my sister says, wow, the very same guy nearly raped me. Wow. I was fortunate I escaped. And this is the sister that I, you know, I come after her. I escaped because now she said she, he wanted to raid her, her right here in Pretoria because my sister was in Pretoria mm. and I was in Limpopo. So basically they told me that he might have tried it with also other, other kids, kids in the, the family. family. Yeah. But, but where is this uncle my, my now? Help me. Excuse me? Where is the uncle now? Unfortunately, my uncle passed away. And the funny part about it is that, um, you know, I, I was the one who was called, you know, when he, was, when he passed away to come and bury him, mm, mm, you know. Mm. And, and I had forgiven him 
and I know that I've forgiven him even like from the deepest part of my heart. And that's how I got to free myself because I realized that if I do not forgive this man, he's got most the power. Of the time he's drunk. Yeah, most of the time he was drunk. Uh, he had a wife. He got he got divorced because he was very irresponsible and mm. all of those kind of stuff. So I realized that my anger is misdirected. It doesn't mm. have a place. So it will be a waste of time to be angry with someone who doesn't even value life, you know. And I began to forgive, to forgive him, and I, I continue to love him. Sometimes, unfortunately, we make mockery of me when we have uh, family gatherings, you know, mm-hmm. because we grew up very poor at home. So because I was growing up with my grandmother, she, he would say, because now I was working, so he would ask me for maybe money for beer or money for cigarettes, and I would say, no, no, I can't give you that because that is killing you already. And he would say, ah, you used to be poor. My mother is the one who helped <laughs> you to, to, to grow up, look after you and stuff like that. But oh, then all, 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 all I did was to take this, yeah. as he was saying, and said to him, well, your grandmother happens to be, rather, my, my, your mother happens to be my grandmother, mm. and he, by the way, he's not your grandmother. So, you know, I would play around with him like that. Yeah, yeah. But then when, I, when I'm alone, I'm like, Martin, you need to take power. I'll, always I'll do this. Once take he it does back. That, I'll, yeah. go, I'll go in a room and begin to talk to Martin and say, Baba, you need to take your power back. This mm. guy cannot take your happiness. So I've always been jealous of my happiness. Which is and good, but Tabang, how does one get to that place where um, you even utter the words forgiveness? Um, because people are just so wallowed in, in um, swallowed by anger and, and, and understandable um, anger. Uh, and, and how do you get to a place? What does healing in, entail? Yes, Chriselda, I think it's such a beautiful thing you're asking. I think Manamela, what he's talking about, it's such a process. I think he's done quite a deep thing. Because first of all, uh, this thing, one is full of shame and fear. So you, you almost have to break that up. Uh, people don't talk about it because they don't understand it themselves. Mm. So I think one would first actually just understand what happened. What is it that happened? And and did I, so they think about did I cause it and this, I to first understand that, what happened to one was wrong. And then from there to start then risking talking about it or expressing it in helpful ways. Mr. Manamela talks about how he started writing. But a lot of people actually just, they just shut this thing down. They say, this thing happened to me and I don't want to talk about it. And then that causes other problems. But once you acknowledge it, then you start finding safe spaces to talk about it. Because when you talk about it, um, it starts losing its power. You start seeing it from different angles. Uh, for example, Mr. Manamela is talking about, then I started to see, but this person had his own issues, he used to drink. So now it's not just about you. You understand uh, the whole picture. You, you acknowledge it, you talk about it, and you start understanding it more. And then from there, you start having then uh, different avenues, what you can do with it. Do you confront the person? Do you forgive the person? What do you tell the family? But that comes from first one, acknowledging that something has happened to me, then start finding the words to describe it, because when you can describe it, you can do then something about it. But before then, it's very difficult to just heal and forgive anyone. Yeah. And... and yeah, but uh, can I keep in right there? Please? Sure, sure. What, yeah, one of the most important things for me was that uh, I knew that I did not do this to myself. Mm. Therefore, I cannot be embarrassed about it or ashamed. I knew that um, I needed help, 
Though I didn't talk about it, but I knew that there, there may be a lot of people that are going through it and not talking about it. So when I grew up, one of the reasons why I spoke about it is that as I was doing counseling around, most mm-hmm. young men started coming to me and t- started talking about this. And women as well that are, have been raised started talking to me. And they were surprised as to... And, and they got healing too quickly because now they're talking to someone who's a counselor, but also having gone through the experience. Yeah. So, 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 so that empowered me to say, Martin, it's about time that you talk about this thing, because you see that when you talk about it, you can see that people are getting healed. And then I went public about it, yeah. And then I guess uh, it was therapy for you as well. But have you considered um, seeking psychological uh, intervention, Martin? Um, Because, you know, sometimes strong people uh, have a tendency of finding ways of just surviving. And and at times it catches up with you at a later stage. Well, I'll be honest with you that uh, I have never really gone for professional counseling. Mm. I think what has also helped me is during my, 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 my studies, as, you know, during my, my courses when I was doing, uh, you know, counseling, it, 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 that is one thing that also got to help me. We did a lot of workshops, you know, and during those workshops, they will take us to our, our, you know, very dark days as young people and stuff. And most of us in the room will come up with these things and we will talk about our experiences. And there was also, of course, I remember there was in this one session, one workshop, there was about three of them, three of the young men who also went through the same experience, and they were crying. But I, I didn't find myself crying. I actually found myself, you know, trying to help them to understand that what happened to them, number one, they, couldn't, they shouldn't blame themselves. They shouldn't be ashamed. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be angry. They should be, you know, they should forgive. So I found myself, even during these courses, helping people instead of being instead of me being yeah it became therapy for you all right let's take the news break and uh immediately after this we take your calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, also joining us uh on uh at safm radio and your sms is 40938 charged at 150 here's with the news headlines at safm radio and at positive gp on twitter all right, uh, we take your calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, also uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and taking your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. Kay in Bloemfontein says, I've always uh, labeled the experience that left me um, questioning my sexuality and created insecurities as uh, an initiation that boarding school because uh, it happened to me, uh, to many of us, and uh, my body betrayed me because I got uh, an erection while being violated, and that's K in Bloemfontein. And Gancho says uh, it's not only about sexual gratification when males sodomize uh, weaker males; it is a ritual of power harvesting for um, different reasons. A school principal in Limpopo uh, harvested from many in the 80s, and somehow uh, they get away with it. So what would you regard as as, um, a recourse uh, for victims who are listening to this conversation and perhaps the perpetrator is still alive, Martin? Yeah, look, uh, sometimes whether they, you know, for me, every time when I looked at my uncle, yes, I remembered what he did, 
But the biggest thing that helped me was forgiveness and, and also understanding the power of forgiveness yeah. at, the, at that young age as well. Well, I'd say maybe when I was around 20 or something, you know, around that age, that's when I, I truly forgave him and, and then forgot about what he did. Because at the same time, I nearly got uh, the second one who was my cousin who nearly who tried it but could not win because mm. I had already known, you know, experience in, in terms of what has happened to me. He was also older. But what happened was that understanding the power of forgiveness, and I said to myself, true forgiveness is forgiving someone before their apology. Because some, sometimes people don't even know how to say sorry. Mm. And here he, here, here he was continuing to insult me sometimes, even if it was a different insult. But I said to myself, no, there is no way that... I can now take my life and give it to this person. Because another thing was that um, at that time, there was a lot of uh, people on TV that were were serial killers on TV that were busy raping people. And every time when I followed the news, it was because these people were, you know, molested or they were Mm -hmm. raped by an older woman and stuff like that. And that scared me, actually. You know, to say, Martin, you cannot come one day become this kind of a person. Yeah. And for you to escape that, you better forgive. You and just let it go. Love. Sure. All right, let's yeah. take your calls right now on 0891-104-207. George Calvary, are you joining us uh, as an author and survivor? Um, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your call. Good afternoon. How are you? Wonderful. I mean, when you listen to people, uh, hope. Uh, messages. I guess it makes the world a better place, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I think a lot of times we feel at the time that it's the end of the world, mm. depending on what the situation was. So my book is called A Colored in Full Flight, and I was abused before the age of eight mm. by an older cousin. And I think being passively made to accept what is happening was difficult to realize until it was too late because there was no support system at the time. So when I realized what he was doing, things just went from bad to worse. Mm. And when there's no support system all through your growing up, those formative years, it makes it very difficult or harder to socialize that I could have come out much better if things were much easier at the time. But we all have a different route to where we become as adults, so it's it's hard. How do you believe um, this experience um, altered, if any um, uh, way, altered your behavior patterns as an adult um, in in relationships? I think over time we we kind of sugarcoat what has happened to make it sound easier and mm. also protect yourself from from becoming bad. Yeah. As we know, things certain people don't follow the same route as others. Mm. Others chose to go down a bad way. Others try to fight through and cover up the pain by not actually accepting something bad was done. So when you get older, the damage is already done. So you're trying to undo everything that was done to you, putting it into your adult life and you realize that I should have sought help sooner, but it does take a toll on adult relationships, friendships, and anything to do with socialization. 
Well, George, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story because through your sharing, someone um, finds and sees hope. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we continue with your messages. Uh, maybe if you can just uh, help us, Tabang, uh, talk about coping mechanisms. If, if one does not even acknowledge that this was wrong, they were violated, and they are a victim, uh, and, and oftentimes people get stuck in, what did I do to create this? And, and that self-blame uh, gets a lot of people stuck so what would be the best coping mechanism um, as, as one tries uh, to find ways of moving on? Um, you know, it, it, it's almost as simple as talking. Um, because if you don't talk, um, what normally happens is that one starts having, one starts having um, issues with... You don't understand what... It must be... You normally say when you have pain, it's going to come out. And mm. it can either come out through your mouth, you can talk about it, um, you can, or you're going to, like, for example, what other people have, they have a very complicated relationship with uh, the sexual. Mm. So if you, if you don't describe it, then you're going to either struggle with, there are a lot of marriages where people struggle with their, their own sexuality or how to treat their partners. It becomes a, a power thing or you become a very avoidant. Um, or people tend to work a lot, or people tend to become, uh, they, they drink, or they become a bit more promiscuous. So, but the, the one way where I could describe it is just that a person needs to, um, to learn just to, to learn to just accept what Mama, Mr. Manamela said, to know that it's not your fault. Yeah. There were kind of, there were circumstances where somebody took advantage of you when they should have done something different. To accept, accept that, and to learn, to at least describe it to yourself, to, you know, I went through something very difficult and it wasn't my fault. And what is it that I can do now? Uh, do I also want you to define my life? What mm. can I do now with what I have? And I think if somebody can start from there, I think then they can start building towards the kind of person they want to become. Somebody decided to do something to you, but now, now who do you want to become and what do you want to build for yourself, for your own legacy going forward. Because uh, we don't necessarily decide what happens to us, but we choose how we want to respond to it. Where do we find you? Contact details, please. Um, uh, one can call us on 012-323-5926 or www.tabangplaka.co.za and all the information is on that website. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tabang, for taking our call. Uh, Tabang Klaka, clinical psychologist. Now, Martin, uh, words of encouragement for a person listening to this conversation. They are very abusive towards their partner. Um, it's difficult for them to trust any relatives um, because of what happened to them as, as a child. And listening to this conversation triggers and, and it just opens old wounds. Yeah, well, your, your question is twofold. Number one, Abusing, abusing their partners. And I would say to them, you see, we should never use abuse as a relief mm. of pain. Mm. We should never do that because it will never go away. But secondly, if it triggers your pain all over again, this conversation, I'll say to you, look, get someone that you can talk to, someone that you trust. If, if you want to get hold of me, I'm available because at least I've gone through it and I know how to overcome it. I mean, all the emotional roller coasters that I've been through growing up, that can be 
can be something that you can use. But because I understand that with, with, with different people, whether you find a leader in the community, whether you find a pastor, whether you find whoever you can find, make sure that you talk about it, but you must also forgive yourself and never even, in fact, you don't even have to uh, blame yourself for it. Mm. And don't even be embarrassed. I, I have to repeat that because most of, especially men, we are very embarrassed to talk about such things because we're looking at it as what are the people going to say? Well, people talk all the time, but when you are buckling things on the inside, you are the one who's dying because you're hiding. Anything that is incubated grows. Yeah. yeah. And and where do we find your book? We should Mm. never incubate pain. It it feeds on itself. It continues to grow. It will never go away. But when you talk about it, that's when you kill it. Mm. And and when you seek help, um, that's where you you heal it. Yes. Right, and um, because hurt people hurt others. Uh, so, where do we find your mm. book? Yeah, you you can find it like you you can either follow me on on Facebook Martin Speaker Manamela, or you can write to book order at married or buried dot co dot za. One word married or buried I love how you always come up with these expressions. <laughs> There's someone listening <laughs> to this conversation and thinking, am I buried in my marriage? But thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, Mr. Martin Manamela, life coach, and he has experienced sexual abuse and overcame it and became an author of so many books um, by now. And thank you so much for taking our call. That's where we end this conversation. If perhaps you were listening to this uh, and you think that could be me please seek help hurt people hurt others and i guess there's just enough pain the pain that you experienced as a child um, maybe it's time you get to a place where you say enough and no more and uh, protect your children uh, protect children around you and it's our responsibility and duty to protect them let's pay the bills immediately after that um, by Tandiswa Mazwai.